Cash Call back again, everybody. We're live on Facebook now. So it's Cash Call again with Brian Curtis and Dale Archdeacon back for another week of riveting uh, content, life-changing advice. Brian, what else can I say? What other descriptors can I throw in here? Anna, you're setting us up for failure, but I, I think we can make it through. But uh, yeah, no, I think we'll, we have some good stuff. We know we we're talking prior to this about some of the things we're going to talk about. I think it's a good opportunity today to share some wins and losses and uh, just maybe uh, give people a little bit different perspective on what a great phone call is versus one that just kind of works out. So yeah, uh, Megan just pinged me that the chat is disabled again. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to fix the chat right now, but we're doing it faster. And listen, We've been trying to figure out the setting with Zoom and BT dubs, uh, hashtag Zoom sucks, and uh, we can't figure out how to change it so that people can can chat. I don't understand. Here, I'm fixing the chat. There we go. Everybody can chat. Now, chat in and say cash call is amazing, right? Just so we know the chat works. Brian's, Brian's uh, beard is, is glowing. Whatever you want to say. There we go. All right, Alex Montalvo, always here, Alex. You are our, our mascot, Alex Montalvo. Mike Love, there we go. Cash Call is amazing. Fantastic. Look at that, Brian. Look at all that solicited love that we're getting back there. Don't Seriously, you like that? Hey, so here, here's a takeaway for all of you who are listening. When you tell somebody what to do, most of the time, <laughs> they'll do it. So there is a great tool that you can use that wasn't our intent today. But uh, yeah. And it's funny, I make that joke, but the truth of the matter is if you tell a client, let's do this, most of the time they'll go great and go ahead and do it. So don't be afraid to be a little bit more in control. Don't be afraid to tell people what to do. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, you know what? I want to say something, man. And this wasn't, uh, Brian and I didn't script this or talk about this in the green room, but uh, I just want to share something in my own sort of business, my own uh, you know, leadership uh, discovery um, and so I was kind of struggling with something and, you know, what I, what I discovered is like, as leaders, if we, if we're, if we have an employee, this is just something I, I want to put out there. Like if you have somebody who's failing or failed at something, uh, and you know, you did not give them the tools or the training or the empowerment, uh, or the clarity to actually succeed and, and your vision or your idea of what was going to happen, it's actually your failure. Right. And that's something that I'm having to uh, we as leaders have to deal with that kind of stuff all the time. And so I just want to give that to you out there. You know, um, I had an expectation from a particular employee and it did not uh, go the way that I anticipated. It didn't meet my expectations. And initially I was upset and then I was like, you know what? I actually didn't invest what I needed to invest in order to get back what I wanted to get back. And I just assumed that the person would be able to recreate the vision in my head without the direction and without my own time investment in them. Um, and so, you know, that's just full disclosure, right, Brian? Adele, what you're talking about is a lesson that uh, it took me more than once to learn. Like the first time it happened to me, I didn't, I didn't piece those things together, but absolutely. You know, we, I think as, as great salespeople, as great leaders, and I'm not saying that Dale and I are that, I'm just saying people who are great salespeople, who are great leaders, they make the assumption that other people can do what they can do. And here's the thing, they can, 
once they've been coached and trained. But when we skip that step and just go, oh, surely this is like breathing. And it, but we forget that 15 years ago, this thing that was like breathing today wasn't like breathing. It was like rocket science 15 years ago. And, and we do that all the time in business. And it's a mistake that, you know, Dale, not remotely unique to Dale, not remotely unique to me. Most good leaders have done it and they realize, hey, I guess I need to explain this. So here's another thing I love is communication is 100% responsibility of both parties in the communication. So if you go in with that attitude that you're 100% responsible for making sure that person understands your message, I think that's a really valuable way to look at communication too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that PSA. So I think that's important for everybody awesome. here. If you're a leader, it's important. You know, Brian and I still struggle with that stuff. You know, we still do dumb things. Um, and you know, <laughs> oh, if you're not... <laughs> right. If you're not a leader yet and you aspire to be and you want to leverage, like these are just those ugly lessons that you have to learn. You know, it's so funny. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tee up this call that I have over here and I think it's going to be pretty obvious. I think I want to listen to the whole thing. We'll point it out. It's not rocket science why this is a bad call. But um, while I'm doing that, you know, the funny thing is I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, uh, oh, I was talking to so-and-so and they're trying to build a team and it's really hard. And and that person trying to build a team was like, I should just sell houses myself. Why would I screw around with, I'm spending all this time doing all these other things and you know, not making any money. And the person telling me this was like, that makes no sense. Why would you ever wanna hire a bunch of other people when you can make more money doing it yourself? And I was like, because they want to leverage, right? Like they're willing to go through the learning pain, the curve, the learning curve, right? And the, and the pain of growing so that they can make as much or more without doing the work themselves and personally grow, like that's the reason. So when we're talking about leadership, we're talking about, I didn't train the, I didn't invest the time in training the person that I should have and then expected the results were gonna show up without that investment. That's just another leadership lesson learned that helps you leverage. Yeah, and here's the thing, there may be people who have that exact attitude. I don't everyone, I just wanna go out and sell houses I can make plenty of money. And if that's you, fabulous. Right. Brian wants to hire you. Better. If you want to sell real estate in Northwest Arkansas or Colorado, Brian is hiring. Brett, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's really what it comes down to. Each person's different. They have different goals, wants, and needs. You know, full disclosure, I've sold a lot of houses. And if I never sell another one, me personally, I'm going to be okay. Because <laughs> I, I burned out on it, you know, 20 years later, I'm done. And that's okay. Right. Because now I can do other things that I like. And, you know, yeah. and, and that's all it is. It's it, everything has a season. And I would say to anybody, if you can't understand why somebody's where they're at, it's just because that's where they're at. Yes, exactly. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention, so if you're selling, if you're selling real estate in the Philadelphia area, come talk to me, right? Arkansas and Colorado, talk to Brian. Philadelphia, talk to Dale. Uh, awesome. All right, let's, let's go ahead. Yeah, let's, should we get to a call for cash call? You're up. Okay. Let me share my sound here. Make sure nothing is embarrassing over on the other screen. All right. <laughs> what that means. <laughs> yeah. Mm, hello. Hey, Cassandra. See, I seen you were um, viewing some properties on our website here in Avon Park, Sebring, and Bartow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to know if you were just look if you were looking to buy soon, or you were just casually casually browsing. Just casually browsing. Okay. And if you were looking to buy, are these the areas you'd want to live in? Yeah. Uh, do you have a time frame on when you're planning on 
um, moving or buying a home? No. Okay, well, um, I'll just keep sending through you to you. Um, just let me know what you think. If you find anything interesting, you can give me a call. If you want any information on any home, you can give me a call as well. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Oh, all right. Now, why did I play this call? <laughs> uh, a couple of reasons, right? Listen, the guy sounds like he's half dead. For, he's not engaged. He's not interested in this conversation whatsoever. He was a mope, Richard Larkin. Thank you. Yes, he sounded like a mope on the recording. And, you know, this is the kind of uh, salesperson who then reports back to their manager or team leader. Oh, yeah, I'm calling leads, man. But, you know, like they just didn't want to buy anything. They're not doing anything, right? They're not making a move. Uh, yeah, he, uh, uh, Eric says he just wanted to get off the phone. Exactly. Now, did he check the, did he, did he quote, check the boxes on asking discovery questions? He yeah. did, but they weren't even well presented. The agent himself, or ISA, I don't know, had zero interest in this person, right? Zero. Like that's not, and, and the lead was actually a nice lead. Like I would call this lead, right? She's willing to talk to you. It's interesting. I, the question I wanted to ask the lead is, is there any question I can ask you that you're, I'm going to get more than a one, one word answer? Um, <laughs> but, uh, but besides that, and so, you know, this, this brings up for me what I call pacing and leading. And so, yes, I understand that this lead was not super interactive, but you gave her permission to not be interactive because you went like this and I'm going to ask you some more questions and I'm on a rope. I mean, that's what I heard from this guy. It wasn't quite yeah. that bad. So here's the thing it's that I would say to everybody. So theoretically, I want to match and mirror what somebody's um, energy is. When I, I want to match and mirror as much stuff as I humanly possibly can. That yeah. being said, if I'm getting nowhere, do something different. So and just make a dumb joke. Like Dale and I were talking in the in the green room. We we make dumb jokes sometimes and we think we're funny and we're not. But that's okay because you weren't going anywhere with this lead anyway. Make a dumb joke. Make, you know, uh, hey, by the way, is there anything I could say to you that would give me more than a one-word answer? I'm not <laughs> sure that I would have said that, but might have. I might have just said, screw it, throw the Hail Mary. But you've got to do something and, you know, either make a joke change the energy, change something, because what we're doing is not working. And so I don't yeah. have exact, but but try one of those three things. Make a joke, change the energy, just do something, some kind of pattern interrupt, something yeah. that's going to be a bit different. Absolutely, man. Listen, I think uh, for me, the very simple advice for this guy is just pretend to be excited in the fact that this person might be buying a property somewhere in the future. Just pretend you're excited about that, okay? and let your flesh, your questions flow from there, right? Just uh, pretend to be excited, bring up the energy and let the questions flow. Because if you actually are excited and you care, then you're going to ask better questions. And notice the first question that he asked was, are these the neighborhoods you're interested in buying? <laughs> what kind of dumb question is that, right? You know, and Eric is pointing out in the chat, and I agree with this, ask a question that's not a yes or no question. Because, Yep. No, thanks. Bye. I mean, don't give them an opportunity. So I, I was talking, I was doing training earlier today. And one of the things I said is one of the reasons that I like slot closes or double binds is you can't say no to them. Dale, just say no to this. Would you like to meet on Tuesday or Wednesday? Uh, no, that sounds right. dumb. 
it sounds dumb. So when you ask a question that requires more than a one word answer, you can't get that automatic kick in that that happens. And does that mean it's going to work perfectly? No, but at least it's better than at least you got a chance of having more than a one word. That person literally didn't give a more than a one word answer until the end when she said, thank you very much. That right. that was really of it so um yeah. yeah come up with some open-ended questions hey perfect you know out of curiosity what is your time frame uh, yeah da, 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 da. or yeah. hey would, yeah. if you don't mind what's the perfect house for you Love yeah it. he and yeah even we could even re-engineer this right he goes uh do you have a time frame and she said no okay right. uh if you're going to stick on time frame i mean you and i are going to move on beyond that because we're better at this but even just to help this guy right he goes hey do you have a time frame no damn, I'm stuck, right? Got it. Hey, so are you thinking like in the next couple months, in the next few years, like, give me an idea, you know? Like if you were going to stay stuck on it, that's a place to go when you find yourself in a dead end. Just make some options, right? And give them more than one. Hey, and here's something, you know, Dale, we did an entire cash call on this, but current state questions too. So, hey, out of curiosity, do you currently rent or do you currently own? Again, yeah, exactly. it could be a one-word answer, but it's a but it's a no pressure question, right? And, and you know, no one's going to be offended by that question. It doesn't mean they're going to interact with you, but you know, those present state questions that have no pressure. When we future pace people, sometimes it makes them anxious. You know, how are you thinking of buying in six months? Oh crap, I don't know. You know, so <laughs> it, it, and that's not what this. But the current those current state questions allow people to answer questions in a way that feels like there's no pressure. And maybe this would open this person up. I don't know. We didn't try hard enough to find out if we could crack right. the nut or not. Yeah, I know, man. That, like that's uh, so I joked that basically he threatened this person. I've added no value to you. Uh, I'll just randomly follow up with you uh, to see if there's anything you like. Right. That's basically like a threat from a salesperson that they're just going to call you out of the blue. Exactly. So, and, and I'm just going to read just something, a couple things out of the chat, and then we'll move on. Um, Marv, and thank you for saying that. I agree with, um, I agree with what is your current living situation? Same kind of question I did. Do you currently rent or do you currently own? Um, so I'll be honest, I don't love this question. It's another one I saw in the chat. So if we find the right home for you today, are you ready to move on it? That's a question to me is a question that I ask when I've got a lot of rapport, when we're doing well, when we're interaction, because again, yeah. that's a yes, no question. And so do I use that question ever? Absolutely. But not with this person, because again, it just gave me an opportunity to say no. Right. And it's also a close, right? So that uh, if we find the right home today, are you ready to move on? Is a close rather than a discovery question. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you, you do need to have more rapport and you need to be farther down the pipeline for that one. Right. Like we've had a great conversation. You said you're a couple months out because of X, Y or Z. Right. I have your who, where, when, why, what and how much. And maybe, you know, near the end before I let you go, it might be like, hey, Brian, I mean, listen, if, if we happen to find the perfect home for you in the next couple of days, is that something you'd want to make a move on or are you really committed to your timeline? Yeah, and and everyone, I wanted I want y'all to notice what Dale just did. He changed his tone, and it was a very hey, by the way, kind of we're buddy buddy kind of tone. Versus <laughs> he didn't go hey, if I find the perfect house for you, you want to go see it. That's not what he did. I exaggerated, but notice that his first of all his his actual tone increased, like he it was a slightly higher pitch, which indicates to people, hey, we're having fun, we're a little bit happier. And that's because I know Dale. Dale talks down here, but he went, hey, by the way, if I happen to and listen to <laughs> go on, why is this so important? Because that 
actually relieves pressure on a subconscious level and people aren't even thinking about it because I can ask that question now and it just sounds, hey, it's fun. Okay, great. We're having a good time. So pay attention to your tone when you're doing these things as well. It allows you to ask a tougher question that doesn't appear to be a tougher question when you lighten your tone. So yeah, absolutely, man. All right, Brian, what do you got for us? I know you have a call. I do. I've got a call. It's a little bit longer. Um, and I want to preface this call. This person is under contract on the house that this person is calling about. So, okay. you know, at the end of the day, there was success. But, you know, Dale and I talked about this in the green room, too. Yes, ultimately, our goal is to get people under contract. But we, I want you to learn from this, too, and see where there's some opportunities that if this person wasn't as easy to work with, it might have gone sideways. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and then we'll, we'll listen to this call. It's pretty overall, it's a pretty good call. And again, the, the end result was amazing. This person's under contract. Theoretically, it'll close sometime next month. So all that's right. excellent. And oh, crap, I forgot to hit share sound. You know, Zoom could make my life easier if they would just automatically share the sound, but you know, they don't care. <laughs> right. Here we go. Right. Hello? Hey, is this Sean? Yes, it is. Hey, my name is Realtor.com connected me to you. Uh, were you trying to get information about a property? Yes. I. We wanted to go see one. Um, I'm, go I'm going to stop because I probably should have stopped it. First of all, so Dale and I have said this. We said it once. We said it a thousand times. Work on your intro scripts. Mm -hmm. Hey, is this mm -hmm. Sean? It's not a good intro. Because again, right. I don't right. know about you, Dale, but the second I say someone says, "Hey, is this Brian?" I'm like, "Oh shit, somebody's going to try and sell me something." Right. Don't right. create an artificial because that's what most salespeople do, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. make the assumption when someone answers the phone if they have again, if it's if it sounds male or female, don't like you know if it's Susie and the guy's talking like this, maybe you don't ask if this is Susie. Maybe maybe in that case you might, but otherwise. You know, just assume that you're talking to the person who's who's who you got. It, it it doesn't work as well otherwise. So again, not a huge deal. Memorize your intro scripts. They're you know they're ten seconds long. We can all do that. Do you agree? Yes. Yes. Perfect. All right. I'm gonna play a little bit more. I think it was. I want to see. I don't know. The, I think it's fifteen four seventy Greasy Valley Road. Hey, I wanted to say something, and I apologize too. This person did intro themselves. I edited it and cut their name out. That's why you didn't hear the intro. Okay. The person said, okay. hey, I'm Bob. Obviously, this isn't Bob and with such and such company. So that intro was in there. <clears throat> um, we just want, I just wanted to see, I was, um, we just wanted to see the inside and possibly make a cash offer depending on what's on the table currently okay that's perfect so let me um let me get some information about when that's a, when that house is available um for you to check out okay. the inside of it um so basically what i'll do is i'll reach out to the seller and see when it's available so what's your availability look like would you want to go today like tomorrow like when's convenient for you um, I am, we're actually down, um, in the area this afternoon, evening, um, but I could come back down here another day if I need to. Um, okay. I don't know. Where, so, where are you based out of? So I'm in Rogers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, um, okay. So evenings work for you? 
Yeah, evenings would be great. Um, even midday is fine. Uh, we're in the area. We're, we're, uh, we're pretty flexible. Okay. So I, I know that you guys are under contract or that this person's under contract on this deal now. I would have wanted to, when he said, uh, we want to make a cash offer, I'd want to say, oh, great. Is this for investment or for, 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 for you to actually find I just want to, I want to get that kind of clarification. I agree. Um, yeah. And, and a couple of other things that I, that I just kind of let it play through. Um, I don't know if you see my notes still or not, Dale, but I, I no. guess it really does. Okay. So one of the other things I want to say is don't get caught up in the scheduling. This happens so much and, it, and it, it's so frustrating to me. When someone says, hey, I want to go see a house this evening. The answer is yes. Yes. I don't care if you've looked the house up. I don't care if they give you a bad address. Um, you know, ultimately, I just want to say yes. And then I can back it out and say, hey, Bob, this is Brian just reaching back out. So sorry um, to talk to the to the seller. And unfortunately, I've already accepted an offer with that in mind. I've got these three other properties to go take a look at. And by the way, I know I couldn't use that script six months ago. But today, guess what? There's three other properties this guy can go look at probably because right. the market has shifted and we actually have inventory now. So yeah. make sure that you're calling somebody back on a pending property that you do that research, find out, give them an alternative. Hey, by the way, I've got these three other properties, very similar, da, 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 da. Of course, to do that, you have to do good discovery so you know what the properties are so that you're not just making it up. So anyway. yeah, why don't we just role play this for people listening to now or later in the recordings of the podcast, right? Let's just role play it real quick. Um, Brian, one of you, I'm a, I'm a realtor.com lead that inquired on, you know, one, two, three Main Street. Okay, and you're going to call me. Ring, ring. Hello. Hey, Dale, this is Brian Curtis with HomeQuest Realty. You made an inquiry about 123 Main Street, and I'm just reaching out to see, you know, when you'd like to go take a look at that property or see if you have any other questions. Good job, Brian. Everybody hear that? Just set the appointment, okay? That's all you got to do. Brian doesn't know what this property is or where it is, right? Um, let me, I'll demonstrate something for everybody too. Uh, let's do that the other way around. And we'll go a little bit farther, Brian. And, and you have questions. When I ask when you want to go see it, you stop me with questions, okay? Perfect. Okay, I'm going to hey, demonstrate. Uh, well, ring, ring, Brian. Hey, it's Brian. Hey, Brian, this is Dale Archdeacon with Amazing Realty. Uh, looks like you inquired on this property at 123 Main Street here. Just wanted to see when you'd want to go see that property. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I do have some questions, though. Oh, got it. Okay, what questions do you have? Uh, I wanted to know if it had a mother-in-law suite and how big the lot was. Okay, got it. Lot size, mother-in-law suite. Anything else important to you about that property? No, I think those are the two things that are important to me. Okay, great. So if those work for you, would you be able to see it sometime this week? Yeah, absolutely. If 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 it if it has a mother-in-law suite and the lot's at least half an acre, then yeah, we want okay. to go look at it 15 minutes from now. We're we're <laughs> excited. We just want to make sure it's it's a we don't want to waste your time or mine. Fantastic. Now I'm going to get into discovery with Brian, everybody. Okay. Do I know what the hell property Brian's talking about? Do I know where it's located? Do I know the address? Did I find the exact lot and block number of the goddamn property before I set an appointment with him? No, I didn't. Right. I don't care. Who cares? Right. And I didn't, I don't know whether this has an in-law suite or a size of the lot. Uh, I'm going to move into discovery with him, but it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Right, Brian? At least it sounds like I'm intelligent. I have no idea what we're talking about. Absolutely. So, and 
I want to, you know, this this call's got another minute or so, but there's some actual good discovery that kind of starts here and then we kind of stall out. I'm going to play the rest of it. And then there's some other, there's a there's a good, what I refer to as button up at the end. And I think that that's valuable as well. So I'm going to play a little bit more. Good. Perfect. So are you already working with a realtor okay. or anything like that? Okay. Uh, I'm not. I reached out to a couple people. I want to point this out too. This is another thing that this agent needs to work on. Are you already working with a realtor? Let's assume that I like that question. It's not my favorite, but let's assume for the conversation that I like that question. Here's what I don't like. Are you already working with a realtor or, or anything like that? What the hell is like that? You're either working <laughs> with the realtor or not working with the realtor. You're committed. You're not committed. There's no anything like that. So we got to remember this is that people have choices to who we want to work with. And again, this agent ended up getting this house under contract. She's a newer agent, but she's pretty good. Watch the extra graffiti, the just, Hey, by the way, are, are, by any chance, are you working with another agent? No, I'm not. Or I prefer the question of, Hey, are you, have you seen any property? Um, yeah, I've looked at three or four houses. Okay. How did you work with the listing agent? Go to open house. Oh no, we've got an agent or no, we don't, we're not committed to anybody. We just call. Okay. Perfect. So I can get that same information the same way, but don't say, or anything like that or stuff and things. And I don't, I don't know, but these weird extra words that don't have any meaning, stop saying yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's, you know, that's one of those things that people have to practice. They have to listen to what they're saying. And that's another reason why if you aren't listening to your own call recordings, like we do that in my coaching company all the time for clients, but if you aren't listening to your own damn recordings, you can't hear that crap that you're doing. And it makes it even harder for you to change it because when you're in the moment, you're just, you're trying to like throw things out there or do whatever, fill the space or you're like, oh, did what I say make sense? And you're like, did you get it? Do, do you, uh, did that make sense or whatever? Or like, and things and stuff or like that, you know, those kind of little pieces that you throw in there. It's because you had to create it on the fly and you haven't practiced not doing stuff like that. That literally takes, it takes uh, focus and practice. Just like okay. Oz and Ums. Well, and here's the funny thing too. People talk about this all the time. I'm a good realtor. I don't need to do this and this and this anymore. So I'm going to guess that there's a couple of people on our podcast today who like Larry Bird. You know, I'm just, you know, you might be old like me. Larry Bird practiced free throws so much that when he did a commercial where he was supposed to miss a free throw, he accidentally made it nine times in a row. So <laughs> my point of that story is sometimes practicing the fundamentals is still an important thing. Like I can tell you right now, I wouldn't want to go on a listing appointment today. Even though I'm going to train tomorrow to my entire team how to go on a listing appointment, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that right now. I would need to go and role play some of that stuff. So guys, even if you've been on a thousand listing appointments, you've been thousands of phone calls, it still makes sense to practice. So just yeah. my little two cents there. All right, I'm going to play just a couple more minutes of this and then we'll finish up. Um, to get info on it and I just, Heard back from one, but we got cut off because uh, of service. Um, yeah, so I'm just. Yeah, so you're not working specifically with a realtor or anything like that. I just don't want to step on mm -hmm. anyone's toes or get in trouble for that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, I I am not um, currently. Uh, we have we've just my wife and I've been driving by properties we like that we've seen online, um, and this one is the first one so far that my wife wanted to see inside <laughs> okay perfect yeah 
So I'm actually trying to pull up some information on this one right now. Um, what was okay. it that you liked about this one? Uh, the the main two things were the it's a new construction and the land. It's got. So that's that was a question I thought was good. What did you like about this property? Yeah, because what if they don't like it? Now it gives me an opportunity to go do some more research. I would go a little bit deeper than she goes. I wouldn't yeah. just say what do you like about this property. I would say bedrooms, bathrooms, square feet, those kind of things. Do the full discovery. The guy's clearly willing to talk. So you know, do a full discovery so that you can potentially find some other properties if need be. Yeah, over three acres. Okay. Yes. That's great. Yeah, I just like to find out, you know, what, what people are interested in. Okay, so basically what I can do here is um, when I get off the phone with you, I will reach out and see when we can set up an appointment, um, and then I'll just confirm that with you. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm also going to text you from my personal cell phone, so that way you have my number, you can contact me, and if you do see any other properties that you guys are interested in, you can also just text me uh, those addresses and I can pull up information and set up appointments for them too. I can help with any house in Northwest Arkansas. There so we go. That, that's what I wanted to end. I mean, that was a great way to end this. I'm going to send you my contact information. And by the way, if you see any house in, in this case, Northwest Arkansas, and when I do that, I say literally, I just don't, I just say the state of Arkansas. I'm licensed in Arkansas. And do I really want to help with something three hours away? Absolutely not. But I want them to call me no matter what, because again, if they have a house in Little Rock, which is three hours away, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call my friend in Little Rock and say, hey, by the way, this guy is going to call you. So at least I'm going to get a referral out of it. So literally yeah. any house in the state of Arkansas, call me, I'll figure it out for you. That's kind of where I go on that. So, yeah. So anyway, that's what we had there, Dale. Um, we do have one more question in the chat. I thought maybe you might want to answer it. Connie Martin says, can you give a follow-up after you ask the question out of, out of curiosity, are you currently renting or own? Oh, sure. Yeah, Connie. Um, you know, if they give you, uh, if the answer to renting or owning is in any way contextually relevant to what they're doing, then go down that path. If it's not, it's just another sort of discovery and move on to another discovery question. Uh, so Brian, let's uh, let's practice this, right? Um, hey, Brian, so uh, what's that? I'll say that I own a house. Okay. Uh, yeah, Brian, so do you currently uh, own a home or are you renting? I own one. Oh, fantastic. Uh, are you planning on selling that property when you make the next move or will you be keeping it? Yeah, you know, I haven't decided yet. Uh, I think we can. I think we can own two houses. We haven't decided we want to keep it or not. So, okay, great. So, so yeah, how long have you and your wife? What's yeah, that? We can go, do the opposite. I'll do. You say that you rent. So, hey, Dale, do you currently rent or do you do you currently own? Oh, we're renting. Okay, cool. So, uh, a couple of quick questions. What do you like about your current rental? Uh, well, you know, it's uh, in this location and size, and has some great views. Yeah, is there anything you don't like about it? It's not mine. Right, so you can see whether I say rent or own, there's next logical questions that come with that. And so that I hope that answers your question, Connie. Yeah, yeah, so Connie, just move on to the next relevant questions, right? If the answer to renting or owning is, you know, non is inconsequential to the conversation you're having, then just move on to other discovery questions. But somebody's current living status does matter, right? And, you know, another question that Brian could ask when I say I'm renting, you could say, great, what has you, 
how what what is uh, making you interested in potentially purchasing uh, instead of continuing to rent? So you can ask that question too. Um, just what you're doing is a. Uh, let me give you this answer, Connie. What you're doing is you're constantly trying to figure out: Are you a ready, willing, and able buyer or seller? And what might get in the way of me collecting a commission check? Okay. So if you're operating based on that, then that's going to help inform the questions that you ask. Absolutely. Yeah, that was great. And, and again, it's funny because when she put that question in the chat, the funny thing was I didn't know the answer until there's Dale no specific asked, answer. Well, well, because I'm like, okay, I don't, how do I answer that? I don't know. But the second Dale asked the question, I'm like, oh, I don't know exactly how to answer this. So it's just the next logical step. And it's kind of funny. That's that comes from, you know, if you look talk at levels of of learning, it's unconscious competence is where I have. I know how to answer the question. I just didn't know that I knew how to answer the question. And that right. happened something to us, right? You haven't had to articulate it, right? You just do it. Uh yeah. So the answer is then whatever their answer to that question is, you figure out where to go next. And so that's why I I I condensed it down to are you already willing and able buyer or seller? And how am I not going to get a paycheck? Right. I that kind it. of that's how I that's why I figure what's it. You know, Dale, great call, great uh, great catch call today. I really enjoyed it. I think we had some really good calls and get some great questions. And appreciate everybody for participating. The more questions you ask, uh, the more the more opportunity it gives us to help you directly. So thank you for all the people who participated. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you all next week. Thanks.